What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Trust Your Board Podcast. My name is Stephen Wright, joined by Mr. William Monroe. How are you doing, Will? Nervous, Steve. I have uh, one playoff game that's going to come down here to Monday Night Football. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Wow. Uh, what's, so what's the situation? Scenario is I'm down by 15.4 points, and I he's done, and I have Mr. Christian Watson. So the boomer bust king himself, exactly. So he's been... It's been like half of the time that he has done it here in a, in a half point scoring um, projected, I think for 11. So obviously, you know, just short, but yeah, I mean, he has hit that mark four weeks in a row, uh, but then prior to that has not hit that mark. So it should be interesting to see how this happens. Well, now that you need him, I'm sure the streak will be broken exactly. and he'll end up with like three points. Yep. Yes. Or he'll have a good, like 11 points and just below. Yep. yep. That so, is uh that's how it works. We will see. Yeah, I mean, um, other than that, every, moving on in, in a couple of leagues. So I've got a should be a very interesting Christmas weekend. I'll have one team in the championship and either four or five teams in the semifinals. Very nice. Yeah, Fun including our indeed. dynasty league, Steve, where we uh, look to uh, have just gotten through here in the first round. Yes, yes, we did. Um, uh, what, like a six-point league, seven-point wins, yeah. to that effect. Um, always good when your defense gets you a solid two points and you <laughs> pull out a victory. Yes. Um, yeah, so we'll see next week. Uh, we go up against the best team in the league. Um, I think Got one loss, one, right? Yeah, one loss, I believe. So uh, that's not ideal. But I do look at his team and, and think it's beatable. So Yeah, I think um, definitely, we'll you know, definitely have a chance. It should be a good game. and. The other side of the bracket, two pretty good teams too. So it'll be interesting to see how it finishes. Yeah. It might be um, bittersweet for you if Jalen Hurts doesn't play because Jalen Hurts is on that team. Yes, so, and then so and we can avoid that. I uh, at this point kind of hope he doesn't play because the Eagles are in a pretty good spot where with three games to play, their magic number is one. So they need to win one of the three or have Dallas lose one of the three, and, and I guess technically Minnesota lose one of their three. So. It would be nice. I think they should be able to win at least one game with uh, backup quarterback Garner Minshew, who we'll talk about a little later, uh, and then be able to let Mr. Jalen Hurts rest here for uh, for about a month, actually, huh? five weeks between now and, and uh, the first playoff game if they clinch that bye week. Wolf, yeah, there you go. There you go. So we'll see. Um, yeah, won a few injuries. Um, so I guess you're really not looking to the waiver wire to cover too many injuries. Probably just Hurts and JT. Yeah. Um, the others, you know, you got McCoy, Tannehill, Denzel Mims. Yeah, whatever. Like nobody's Nothing really starting. Nothing major now. there. No, no, no. Yeah. Um, One of the first weeks, yeah. I think we've got a, a few interesting options at running back. Uh, we haven't seen really that in a while. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Tyler Algier popped off. Yeah. Big um, game for, for Algier. Yeah. Yeah. Really good game. Now he does get Baltimore this week, and that's a tough running defense. Um, but beggars can't be choosers at the yeah. running back position. <laughs> New Orleans right? was a pretty tough uh, running defense as well. They're they're a good defense overall and, and a pretty good rushing defense. So it, it, good to see him seventeen for one thirty nine on the ground. So, you know, obviously splitting some carries there with Patterson. Um, only one catch, but he got scored a touchdown, got a two point conversion. So overall, pretty happy with him. And, and I think he's definitely someone that can be added. And, and I think it'll be tough, but you know he's definitely in flex consideration. Yeah, agreed. Um, next one on our list is probably my least favorite 
Um, Marlon Mack. I am not going to rely on Marlon Mack in my <laughs> playoff run. Um, I don't care what he's done for how many weeks. It ain't happening for me. But Dart, do you have interest in Mr. Mack? No, I mean, maybe in a very deep league, maybe you're looking at your 14, 16 team leagues. And, and at that point, he's probably rostered at the, you know, just with the amount of people and the scarcity of running back. But you know, he's pretty efficient on just nine touches, you know, scoring 14, half point, uh, 14 points in a half point scoring league, you know, putting up what 55 yards roughly and, and a guy in the end zone. But it's just the touches aren't going to be there. You know, you're, you're not going to have as juicy of a matchup to get your second running back working there um, against a Rams team that is, has actually been pretty good against the run, uh, despite all of the holes that they have this year. They've been pretty good against the run. So I think, yeah, that's more like a desperation play if you really, really, really need a running back. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, another one I'm not sure we can trust, um, but he's definitely the clear haircut would be Warren out there and in, in uh Pittsburgh. Uh, do you see him as anything more than a handcuff or did I miss something? No, I think it's probably just a handcuff. I mean, he he was pretty efficient in his work though. So like he clearly is, you know, the guy, if we see any injuries come up, but probably not going to be startable right now as I don't think there's really much going on with Nashi. He seems to be okay. Uh, But you know, 11 carries 38 yards, you know, having to catch and and got in the end zone. So once again, if, if you have space and, you know, you want to get a guy that has really big upside. I think it's Warren. I think he's clearly the guy if something happens to Najee. Yeah, only Rossin in 13% of leagues. He's definitely someone where you you just cut that bench fodder, that upside guy, like whoever it may be, that's just not going to cut your roster and uh, pick up Warren just in case because you never yeah. know. Yeah, you sit him there and, and he's probably more of a, you know, possible play next week. But if you're in the championship game and if Najee seems to be all good coming out of the week, then he's an easy cut to kind of load up on players that you could use possibly for that final game. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, um, Kadarius Tony. If you're still yeah. holding on to Kadarius Tony, like just cut him, move along, and, and grab Warren. Um, mm-hmm. There's the upside the off is immense there. Exactly. With exactly. Yeah. If Najee goes down. Wonderful. Like if Juju goes down, you don't know that it's Tony. Like yeah, it's, uh, you're not going to trust him in your championship game. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, James Cook, uh, 53% rostered, so he's getting up there, um, but continues to get a lot of pass-catching work, um, making him quite valuable, right? Yeah, I got in the end zone, so that really helped him. Um, definitely you know, probably one of the lower marks we've seen for him from just a touch standpoint. He only had seven touches, um, three targets, five carries, caught two of them. Only 39 yards, so not great, but it was a tough matchup. I think against Chicago is a much better matchup there. You could see him worked in a lot more in the second half. Uh, tough place to play, too. We saw with the Eagles and Bears game, it, it was very you know tough to throw there. So there's a lot of rushing. And I think you could see that again with Buffalo, you know, a, a team that I think they should be able to handle Chicago, even though Chicago hung around with the Eagles. So I guess it's not guaranteed that to, you're going to take that team out. But I think it's a good Might matchup really and, and solid game. play. Yeah. So. We'll see what that means, but yeah, it could be. Uh, yeah, I mean, and we'll see. It's a Saturday. It's a Saturday. Uh, so, so we've got a lot of time between now and then. Weather's can change. Weather can change, but yeah, keep an eye on the forecast. You know, this is the time of year when snow comes down and could change. Uh, you know, some game plans for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Chuba Hubbard, another one on our list. Did you end up starting him in your? Uh... I did. Yes, yeah, so I started Chuba and uh, and Cook there, and 
you know, Curtis Samuel did solid, but you know, not enough there. So it worked out. That's the team here that I <clears throat> need uh, Mr. Um, Mr. Watson to to get some points for me. But out of those four teams, there the four players that I was debating uh, for the flex, um, Cook and Chuba were the two high scores of the of the three or the four, and they were the ones that I ended up plugging in. So it worked out. Got me as as close as I could hope for uh, with Christian Watson left. Yeah, so Chuba wasn't great, not as we've seen in the past, but he wasn't he didn't kill you either. Um had like a forty yard catch, I think that helped, but only ended up with four carries. Um I believe Dante Foreman struggled too. So just the running game as a whole struggled. Um, yeah, and I think that just comes back week. to Pittsburgh again, just being a, a just a good defense. I mean, statistically this year they're not right they're, they're not they're a better matchup but i think they they had some injuries Watt was out for a while and i think that really affected the the stats there they're a better team than than their you know statistics their rankings let's say are and definitely are a tough matchup yeah yeah agreed uh, agreed um so let's look at the um the indie replacements for uh jonathan taylor i believe zach moss got most of the work um then Deion Jock, uh, Jackson right behind him. So are you? I'm leaning Moss. Where is that your lean as well? Or yeah, I think so. I mean, they both had decent work. Thirteen carries and one catch for Deion Jackson, I believe it was. And and Zach Moss, I think you know a little bit more than that. He he came away with twenty four carries, um, just the one target. So he he's definitely more on the ground um, versus maybe he can get some more targets with Jackson. I don't know that I really want to trust either, uh, but it is a nice matchup against the Chargers from a running standpoint. So it's interesting. Um, I think maybe just from a from a mentality standpoint, it's a Monday night game. Um, I think people may be pulling their hair out knowing that they need X amount of points from one of these two guys if you're starting them in your uh, in your lineup. Yeah, that's definitely a um, uh, like a ballsy play in the playoffs, man. Like. And like you said on Monday night, you know, if you're Monday night and you're down by whatever, 10 points, 12 points, and you're staring down Zach Moss and that indie offense, man, oof. Um, that, yeah. It's going to be a tough position to be yeah. in. Yeah. And I like think you said the match depending, Yeah. Depending how it goes, I mean, game script could be more in Deion Jackson's side if, if they are, in fact, losing to a, a good Chargers team. Um, but it's the NFL and, and anything can happen any given Sunday. So never guaranteed that they're going to, you know, be there. They, they had, you probably would have thought the same thing against Minnesota. And uh, obviously the game script wasn't there for, for the passing game of, you know, of Indy. Cause they were able to just run it down the throat and try to hold a lead, which uh, fortunately they were unsuccessful in doing. Yeah. Very true. <laughs> very true. What a game. Um, and then we got clear Herbert on here. He's still uh, on IR, right? Yes, I think he is expected to return to practice this week and could play against the Bills, in which we talked about earlier with uh, James Cook could be a, a rushing attack. So I think he's someone that, you know, if he's out there, if the league doesn't have IR spots and someone had to cut him, he's definitely worth a stash, you know, in the same vein as Warren. Um, he's someone that probably could be played, that, you know, even if there's no injury ahead of him because he had split pretty evenly with David Montgomery. Yeah, it's just been a while, so there's going to be definitely some worry there. Um, but maybe they they ease him into the role when you start him and you get burned, or you know, you just don't know. But we've seen it before, um, so you know that alone puts him above you know a, a Zach Moss and a uh, Deion Jackson. 
Um, so yeah, just if you want to roll the dice or not on the injury. But uh, hey, that takes care of the running backs. Um, wide receivers. We started Mr. Zay Jones, 50, 55% rostered. Um, again, he's one of our guys that just ends up on the sheet every every week. Do you have anything more to add about Zay Jones that we haven't really discussed? Yeah, I mean, he's, you know, boom or bust-ish, but he's been more boom than bust recently. I mean, three touchdowns is obviously a lot. So you take that off, still 14 points, I think, roughly, you know, 110, 109 yards, six catches. So still a solid line. Um, you, you can't expect three touchdowns every week, but I think he's still someone that is definitely in plus consideration. And if you're light at receiver, you know, probably a wide receiver three. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, definitely a, a solid option there. Um, Dotson on the list, um, only rostered in 17% of leagues he does have San Francisco, um, which really not ideal. Um, yeah. I mean, are you, Liking him or yeah, I mean, he, he, they actually are eleventh um, in in you know matchup here for receiver. And we talked about it with Pittsburgh earlier. Sometimes that can be deceiving, but um, I, I don't think they're like a terrifying matchup just from a fantasy standpoint for your wide receivers. Um, obviously, very tough defense if your favorite team is going against them or you know quarterback. Let's say, but I think probably a lot of game script gets receivers more targets, maybe some more you know trash yardage against them because they're a good team overall um but yeah i mean back-to-back good weeks coming um you know off injury you know before the bye five for 54 and a touchdown on nine targets um this last week four for 105 and a touchdown on six targets so clearly is involved in the game plan i think you know probably cutting into curtis samuel and, and some of the secondary receivers usage uh but i think he's definitely someone that needs to be rostered at this point yeah, yeah, I agree. He, he's a good young up and coming player. I'd be curious where his drop position is next year. Yeah, it should be interesting with him and Terry, and we'll see if there's a new quarterback there uh, if they stick with. Yeah, Heineke. Yeah, you never know. Um, KJ Osborne, we've seen him pop off from time to time. Um, somebody that I think people are waiting for uh, for Adam Thielen to to, to go, um, and then maybe he steps in the role. But he's had two good weeks now. Um, obviously, this last week. Yeah. Game a huge one out there. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm not sure you can expect that every week, but you know, if he had a, a good game next week against the giants, it wouldn't really surprise me. Um, just a risky thing to do in the playoffs. I think. Agreed. Um, I think maybe the one thing that's working in his favor is despite the game script being perfect for the passing game, Adam Thielen only had four targets, three catches. So you'd think that all of the receivers, you know, that, that would kind of be, you know, Rising tide raises all boats, but it was not the case, surprisingly, for Adam Thielen. Um, you know what you got with Justin Jefferson. He's clearly the one. But I feel like we may be seeing KJ Osborne overtake Thielen. And you know, obviously, in the offseason, maybe there's some moves made that solidify that for Osborne. But right now, I think could be a sneaky play. Um, the Giants are actually pretty decent against the wide receiver position. Um but I think he's definitely, you know, another flex consideration here. Like, I probably would play Dotson Jones over him. Um, but I think I'd probably play him over most of the rest of the guys we talk about here. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Noah Brown, next on our list. Uh, only 2% rostered. I'm, I'm assuming you want KJ over him, right? Yeah. Um, and I you know, put him on here because he had a big game. He used double digits and half point scoring last week as well. Um, he's had some big plays, nine targets, six catches, 49 yards. Got in the end zone twice. So that really helped him out. 
Um, and going against a pretty good Eagles secondary, uh, I think it's going to be more of, of Lamb, the running game, tight end. Uh, maybe he has a big play, you know, here and there, but I think it's probably someone that I would still I would leave myself on the on the waivers. Yeah, I agree. It's definitely a a flyer. Um, and if if you know Hertz is out, that hurts even more because you're kind of banking on a, a high scoring game and maybe that ups his odds of doing something. And if Hertz isn't there, you know, Minshew's a pretty capable guy, but you know, not the same. Um, Russell Gage hopping up. Um, he is not somebody that we have talked about in a while. <laughs> I think since uh, draft season, or you had one good week this week or this year at some point, but um, had a big one this week, two touchdowns, um, somewhere around 60 yards. I think um, they got Arizona. I don't think that's a bad thing, but you know, uh, Tampa Bay as a whole, just not looking right. But are you interested in Mr. Gage? Can you trust Mr. Gage? Uh, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, he had a ton of targets this week, but really hasn't had many say like, you know, in recent weeks. So probably not. Um, I think it was, this is really an interesting game script because they were up early and then went down. So they had to throw the ball a lot, but I think, you know, all three of the receivers there did well. I don't think that's going to happen too often. Um, you know, Arizona probably going to be a better game script for the run game. And once he gets some work early, maybe he doesn't don't use him as much with what could be a third string quarterback starting for Arizona. So not much interest there. What about you? No, I don't trust him. Um, I'm assuming it's a one-off. Um, I mean, he did. He got a touchdown the, the prior week as well, but I think he had like 10 yards or something. So, like, it doesn't really matter. Um, so, no, not interested there. In fact, I'd be more interested in our next guy here, um, Rashid Shahid out of New Orleans. Um, four targets each of the past two weeks, three the week prior, um, 95 yards and a touchdown this week. Like, he's out there a fair bit, too. Um so I think I would go with him over Russell Gage. Um, it still feels like a, a bit more of a roll of the dice, but you know your waiver wires in championship week. What do you expect? What do you think of him? Yeah, it's interesting. I, I mean, the matchup against Cleveland, middle of the pack. Um, obviously, could be here, but got in the end zone, ninety-five yards, only three catches, four targets. So I think you're looking for a big play out of him, or you're probably not very happy. Um, it seems like you're looking at, um, Juwan Johnson probably is ahead of him in the packing order. Uh, you know, I think the running game, you, know, you, you need to get Kamara some targets, obviously Olave. So, you know, there's definitely a chance there, right? But I think it's more big plays that you need out of him. So he's someone I probably also would leave on the waivers. Um, I, you know, probably play him over like Noah Brown and, and a, uh, Russell Gage, but pretty firmly behind uh, those those first three that we talked about. Yep, that's very fair. Um, Matt Collins continues to pop up on the waivers every once in a while because he's kind of boom bust. Um, 29% rostered, had himself a good week, got in the end zone there. Um, where does Matt Collins fall on your list of uh Yeah, it's interesting. Here? He's still at eight targets uh, despite the return of both Waller and Renfro. Uh, it looks like Renfro, you know, may just kind of be odd man out at this point. I, you know, we'll see the offseason if anything changes there for him and, and for the team. Um, but, yeah, I mean, decent matchup from just kind of receiver standpoint against Pittsburgh. 
Uh, we talked about that team, you know, being better than they are. So maybe not the easiest going into Pittsburgh for Las Vegas. Um, but I think he's pretty squarely above the three we just talked about, but behind those top three. Yeah, he's probably right in there with Osborne for me. Maybe a safer play than KJ, but not as high upside as KJ. Yeah, that's fair. I think that's very fair. Um, and then Chris Moore has popped up. I think we talked about him last week too. Nineteen um, percent rostered. Um, the benefactor of people being out. Um, and if they continue to be out, yeah, I guess you can sort of trust them, right? Yeah, I mean, he's getting the targets. Eleven targets two weeks ago. Nine targets this week. Because as long as people are out, you can trust him. And it's got a good matchup. Tennessee is the best matchup for wide receivers. Uh, so. It just feels bad. Not going to be pretty. Yeah, it's going to feel <laughs> yeah. nasty. But I think, you know, he's right behind that Osborne and Hollins tier. And most of those guys are gone. He, he's someone that you can play kind of reluctantly. But you know that he's got, you know, a decent target floor at least. And you hope that that amounts to some points. Yeah, very fair. Um, so moving on to the the tight end positions here, Will. Uh, Juwan Johnson, the return. Uh, very good. Yeah, um, another big week uh, for him. Yeah, another, yeah, real nice week. Um, uh, Okunau, I, I forget how you pronounce his Akonkwo. name. Akonkwo. Uh, um, it's out there. We talked about him last week. Noah Fant, we've talked about a few times. Uh, Trey McBride out there, 4% rostered. Um, who you liking? Who do you, you not liking out of this grouping here? Yeah, I think it's probably that order. I think Juwan Johnson, when healthy, is clearly a part of the game plan. Um, so I, I probably would play him. Um, Gunkwo and Fant, pretty close. I'd probably trust Fant a little more. But Gunkwo has been part of the game plan. Um, but with Houston, you just usually don't really need to throw the ball because they're so bad against the run and could just be a monster Derrick Henry game. So... Good luck to anybody that has to play him here in the uh, finals or semifinals, depending on where your playoffs would lie. Because this week coming up against uh, against Tennessee or Tennessee against Houston is going to be rough. Um, you're probably you know banking on a couple targets and a touchdown there for Conquo. And, and McBride, I think, is more of a speculative ad. Um, maybe more than anything, you know, a little bit of confidence for anybody who rosters him in a dynasty league because he. You don't really see much all year, but got involved. Four catches, five, 55 yards on five targets. So it's good to see him at least getting involved here a little bit at the end of the year. Yeah, very true. I, I'm in line with uh, with all of that. And I think that's uh, that is solid. So we'll turn over to the, the streaming portion of the show. Well, we've got a lot of quarterbacks to choose from. Um, quite a few. So we have Minshew, assuming he's going to play. Um, at yeah, Dallas, one percent rostered, and I'm sure that'll change here with the news that it sounds like Hertz is probably not going to play this week. Um, yeah, tough matchup against Dallas, but you know you got the weapons, you got a great offensive line. I think everything is lined up for Minshew to uh, you know, to be in good shape here. So I think he's definitely a play, and I think he's probably going to be the most widely available. You know that has that you want to play out out of the group here. Okay, so then let's let's toss Minshew out. <laughs> the, who is the best of the rest? We have Purdy at versus Washington, Daniel Jones at Minnesota, um, one of the Jets quarterbacks, whoever starts, versus Jacksonville, um, Davis Mills at Tennessee, whatever Pittsburgh quarterback starts, uh, versus Vegas, and Darnold versus Detroit. 
Yeah, I mean, I think if Mike White is in, you know, he's proved to be good. So I, I like that matchup there. He's probably a top guy. Uh, Purdy and Jones seem pretty safe. Uh, they both have been solid. Out of the rest of the bunch, I'd probably look at maybe Davis Mills. Uh, Tennessee has been really bad against the pass, so maybe you can have a decent passing game there. But you're, you're probably not thrilled about him or the rest of the bunch here. I think it's, you know, if you're if you're not going to, if you can't get Minshew, I think it's, you know, you roll the dice that Mike White's the guy, uh, and otherwise you're looking at hopefully Purdy or Jones. And Jones is rostered in 59% of leagues, so he's someone that's probably not out there. You're, you're probably looking at Mike White or Purdy. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I think I'd rather go Mike White. Um, but yeah, it's between those two. Daniel Jones, he's highly rostered. He'd probably be solid, but it's hard to trust the other ones. So yeah, I'm with you. I'll go with Mike White if he's playing. If he's not, I'll go Purdy. All right. Uh, and that brings us over to the defenses here. Some interesting options, Steve. I've got a couple listed here, all you know, within the usual range of like kind of 30 to 50% here. Uh, we've got the Titans against Houston. We've got the Jets against Jacksonville. The Browns against the Saints. The Rams against Denver. The Steelers against Las Vegas. Uh, the Saints, the only road team of the bunch here, against Cleveland. Yeah, no one is really jumping out at me as like I'm in love with them. Um, I do I'd like the Saints against Cleveland. Um, and I think I'd like the Rams against Denver, just because Denver is a mess. Mm. So I'll go with those two. Um, I'd probably lean on the Rams between the two. Um, other matchups are, are solid, you know, good enough. Um, but I think I'll lean those two. What about you? Yeah, I think they have the best matchups, probably. Um, you'd think probably the Rams, you know, against that Denver team is rough. Titans against Houston uh, is interesting. Obviously, Houston's. You know, been a little more formidable recently against Dallas and Kansas City, two playoff teams. Um, but I think the way the game plan works, you're going to have a lot of rushing, and then maybe that just kind of takes some plays off the board for Houston. Not going to be able to run as many plays. So I think that helps the Tennessee defense. I, I do like them. Um, the Steelers are interesting just because they've been playing a lot better. They're at home. Uh, Raiders coming off of a really crazy win. Um, but uh, a good offense, but still something that I think is is interesting. Uh, and then, yeah, I think the, the Saints and Browns both could be interesting at home. We'll see what the weather looks like, though, in Cleveland. Is it, that's an outdoor game. Yeah, yeah, you never know. You never know. Weather makes it tough this time of year, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Well, hey, well, that's going to wrap up the waiver show. One more waiver show left next week. And then yeah. we're, uh, we're done with dealing with waivers for a while. Yeah, crazy to think uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Time flies, man. Time flies. Um, but tune in on Thursday for our start sit episode. Until then, folks, trust your board. <laughs>